Res- Q-R-S. Yeah, ResMed. 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 Ticker R-M-D. So, again, came through the screen we've talked about. It's done better than the S&P the last 12 months. This is a stock I first ran into, I mean, literally uh, nearly 20 years ago at a conference, uh, the old CSFB healthcare conference out in Phoenix. And they were a much smaller company, uh, billion four today. They are a medical products company that helps people breathe. Uh, and I remember seeing all their equipment. I'm sure it's much more... Uh, uh, you know, modern now, this is a long time ago that I witnessed it, but they help people breathe, sleep apnea, other breathing disorders, respiratory problems, they help people. Uh, I think breathing is you know, important. It's an important a, it's a element need, it's of It's a need, living. not want. Doesn't need, not want. Like uh, gross margins in the high 50s and very stable, so that tells me they have a monopoly in some way and a very stable pricing model because... This gross margin doesn't move off a dime. It's like 59, 59, 59, 59. EBIT margin, 27, 27, 27, 27. So yeah, yeah. something here is like clockwork, literally. Uh, they're running a net margin in the <coughs> excuse me, upper teens. Return on assets in the, you know, it started a decade ago in the, in the single digits. It's moved consistently higher. 12% return on assets, 15% return on equity. A decent balance sheet, 15% debt to cap, or 14%. Um, so all that checks out. Consistent sales growth. They were uh, 700 million five years ago. They're a billion four now. 14% compound growth. And then here's one where I've had to make a giant exception, uh, Mo, on my traditional valuation criteria. These guys are putting up. 14% sales growth. The gross margin suggests to me they've got something very proprietary in the breathing area, which is obviously so critical. Smokers need this stuff, ex-smokers. And so there's a whole bunch of, you know, baby boomers that smoke that are going to come into this unfortunate period where they're going to need a lot of this stuff. And sleep apnea is, uh, you know, an increasingly recognized ailment. So they're involved in this in a big way. I'm, I'm going to pay, I'm sad to say, 14 times EBITDA, which is about as high as I ever get. But here's the thing. 1 over 14, 7% cash-on-cash cash yield that beats treasuries. And I'm not saying this is as, you know, has the credit uh, of, of treasuries, but pretty good. And then I'm going to get growth. And I'm not, again, I'm, I'm taking 7% from the cash flow I'm going to say I might get 10% from growth, not counting on it. Uh, some of that growth is a cushion because I am happy to earn 7 or 8% with no risk. But if I get the 10% growth, and they've been putting that up for a decade, I'm going to have a total return here, again, in the upper teens. And I like that very much. So um, interesting, you know, interesting stock to recommend as a value guy, but, you know, the thing about a value guy is you want stocks that go up, and this one looks like it might do that. And, you know, a momentum guy wants stocks that go up, so we, you know, we both look at the same thing. You know, um, one of the things I'm looking at is a little confusing, and, and uh, sometimes you can just, thank you, sure, Some, sometimes you can make a, um, make two very compelling cases out of um, incomplete data. Let me give you an example here. We're looking at a sheet from um, it's from FactSet, and uh, at the top of the sheet it says that ResMed has a 
3.6% dividend yield. Well, I look at that, and the first thing I do is I start looking and saying, well, how, you know, can that, div what's the, what's the history of that dividend? On this page, there is no dividend listed. Hmm. So, we need to so. find out, what about, what, when we find out about the dividend, giving, given this kind of conflicting data, here's what you look at. Look at capital spending. From 2006 to 2009, the company was spending about 80 to $100 million a year in CapEx. And since 2010, the company's been spending more like $60 million in CapEx. That means their big capital expenditures possibly have come down dramatically. If, the, uh, if it's a typo and they don't really have a 1.6% yield and it's, they're really paying zero dividends per share, chances are you're going to see dividends. Unless there's a big uh, investment opportunity for this company, their, their capital costs are coming down if that's permanent, and uh, their dividend has done extremely well, you're going to see a dividend. If, in fact, they do pay a 1.6% dividend, I think the same trends, the same criteria would suggest that that dividend is going to increase. So um, one way to sort of get around well, incomplete data when you're looking at it, just ask yourself if you look at it from both perspectives, do you end up in the same, at the same place? So. Well, that's an interesting thought, Mo. I just was checking out on, uh, on the screen here. I, I can't uh, confirm or deny whether they actually have a the dividend. dividend but no. that's odd to have a dividend yield but no dividend. But, so. you know, the fact of the matter is, the, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you, uh, how you slice these, you come out to the same place. So that's what's most important.